It's November the 12th, 2019, and I am Dr. Farid Zarif, and this is Urgent. Welcome, everyone. Today's topic is Transition Nutrition, and this will be on how to convert your standard American diet to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. Now, as we move from where you are, and that's where we're going to meet you, where you are, we're going to go over a few choices that you have as you make these transitions. Now, the easiest transition from where you are is to simply to admit that you love to eat a certain way, but you also are intelligent enough to know that eating that way can cause you harm, different diseases, illnesses. It can compromise a great life. So, we're going to go over a few things. We're, we're meaning you and I. We're going to go over a few things that you can hold on to that make sense to you and that will help you to rise above mediocrity. Do what successful people are doing when it comes to fitness and when, when it comes to health. Except you're going to do it at your pace. You're going to do it... Uh, con- Uh, considering your beliefs, but these are some of the things that can really help you. Let's go over a couple of points. First of all, we already talked about starting where you are. The next one is to eat what you're familiar with. So if you are not familiar with eating hamburgers, most likely you're not going to want, I want to taste a hamburger. But if you're coming from hamburgers and now you want to eat, have that hamburger sensation that hamburger experience you can also have veggie burgers that taste similar to a hamburger and give you that burgery taste without eating meat and that's what i mean by helping yourself by starting where you are don't leap from uh, eating meat all the way to a whole foods plant-based uh, raw foods diet eater or lifestyler, okay, is too far out there, and you are prone to make all kinds of mistakes and start to crave what you call yourself avoiding. So when we do this methodically and we take these steps, then you have a better chance of being successful. The next thing, number three, is to reduce your cooked foods, to increase your raw foods, to reduce your processed foods, and to increase your organic and fresh foods. One of these that I want to go over is the raw food. Now, most people, believe it or not, when I say raw foods, they're not thinking about raw vegetables, raw fruits, raw nuts. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking that I'm talking about sushi and other, uh, perhaps, Japanese dishes that are raw, like raw tuna and, and other things. So, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, when I say raw, I'm talking about fresh, raw fruits and vegetables that are full of all types of, um, they have all types of nutrients, and, and I'm so excited, I can't even say it, <laughs> it's just really, I love, this is my favorite subject, so I, I'm sure you hear the enthusiasm, and you will be too, because your body is going to feel better than it ever has, I mean, things like being able to sleep deeper, regulating uh, your digestive system where you have great bowel movements, uh, even your urination, full-flowing 
urination to get rid of, rid of the toxicity in your body, uh, having more energy throughout the day, not feeling like, ah, I feel like I'm still sleepy, I need coffee, I need, I don't take any of that to give me energy. But when you discover chia and you discover Peruvian maca and you discover ginkgo biloba and you discover all of these different foods and, and, and how to decorate, I'll say decorate your environment to include, to incorporate your environment with wonderful, loving individuals as well as wonderful and loving uh, uh, foods or recipes that you can eat and share with others. You're on your way. I don't want to get off subject, so let me stay on it. Let's go to the next thing. Let's eat according to our human circadian rhythm. And our human circadian rhythm is what our body naturally does. So when we get up in the morning, even if we didn't have a watch or a clock on, eventually the light will wake us up. Now, there's been testing all types of studies with people that didn't have light. And we're not going to go into that. But sleep, take my word for it, or don't even take my word for it. Look it up. You have a phone, you have a cell phone, look these things up. Sleep is super important because this is the critical time of healing, of of rebuilding, of recharging, of refreshing. This is when our body actually renews itself. So sleep is very important. This is where your immune system also builds up its energy to uh, identify, to locate, and to destroy any of those, uh, let's call them uh, organisms that uh, may be detrimental to our existence, to our total body. And then sleep, again, has uh, the kind of rejuvenate, rejuvenative uh, properties that will allow you to feel um, more energy, more bounce, uh, will uh, definitely uh, you feel younger and all of these things are the things that we love to do now there are different kinds of ways that we eat and, and I'm going to share just some of those things for instance uh, there's different types of vegetarians depending on what they eat now the definition of vegetarian vegetarian is uh, uh, most widely used by other vegetarians and they their fellow vegetarians uh, they they call each other vegetarians because they can relate to uh, uh, not eating meat or fish or poultry now the a vegetarian that consistently avoids all flesh foods as well as byproducts of, of meat fish and, and poultry now of course a vegetarian it varies to the extent in which they include these, uh, uh, I shouldn't say, let's look at it the other way instead of include, why, why don't we say exclude uh, uh, meat or animal products. Let's look at, that. let's start off with a, a semi-vegetarian. Now, a semi-vegetarian is someone who's cutting back on his or her intake of meat. So, they're not a vegetarian, they're semi-vegetarian, they call themselves in general. Now, a pollo vegetarian avoids red meat and fish, but eats chicken and pollo. 
So a pollo vegetarian avoids red meat and fish, but eats chicken. Now, a pesco pollo vegetarian avoids red meat, but eats chicken and fish. So uh, that is a pesco pollo vegetarian. And again, they avoid eating red meat, but they eat chicken and fish. You might say, why do they call themselves vegetarian? Remember, little by little, little bitty steps, and this is how we can conquer the whole challenge of being a healthier person and transitioning to a healthier way of eating. Now, these terms stretch the true definition of a vegetarian and only the term semi-vegetarian is actually used with much frequency. So, you don't have uh, a lot of frequency there as far as the use of semi-vegetarian, but uh, it's out there. Uh, One that is more... Uh, uh, that you may be more familiar with and and that you learn in school is the lacto-avo vegetarian. So, uh, lacto-avo vegetarian diet excludes meat, fish, and poultry, but it includes dairy products and eggs. Now, most vegetarians in the United States and Canada and Western Europe fall into this category. Lacto-avo vegetarians eat such foods as cheese and ice cream and yogurt and milk and eggs, as well as the foods that's made with these ingredients. So, you see already that the explanation of the name or that category is right in the description. Next, lacto-vegetarian. The lacto-vegetarian. A lacto-vegetarian diet excludes meat also, fish and poultry, as well as eggs and any foods containing eggs. A lacto-vegetarian would, however, eat dairy products such as milk, yogurt, and cheese. So, lacto. So, you know they're going to, lacto-vegetarians will eat dairy products such as the milk, yogurt, and cheese, whereas the lacto-ovo uh, vegetarian uh, would uh, eat such foods as the uh, cheese and the ice cream, the yogurt, the milk, the eggs, as well as the foods uh, made with these ingredients. So remember, keep that in mind. Now we, we move on to a vegan. Now vegan is technically the term vegan refers to more than, than just the diet alone. I have to explain this to to people because they're like, I'm a vegan. No, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan. You know, one thing, it's great to be proud, but you don't want to run people away from eating in a better way. If you're a vegan, set an example, be healthy, enjoy your life. People will notice what you're doing or they'll be interested in what you're doing and they'll ask you, what are you doing to keep that waistline? What are you doing to stay so happy and, and so bouncy all the time? Your, your, your attitude is really lovely. Is it because of what you eat? Let them ask you something. But technically, the term vegan refers to 
more than just the diet because a vegan is a vegetarian who avoids eating or using all animal products, including meat, fish, poultry, eggs, dairy products, and any foods containing the byproducts of these ingredients, including wool, silk, leather, and some other non-food items because it's associated with animals. So they don't even they don't even want to consume any animal byproducts. Now, uh, this also may even include, uh, for instance, some vegans don't eat even honey. One adaptation of the vegetarian diet is a raw foods diet in which adherents eat a diet that's consists of primarily uncooked food. So they just a raw food diet. Now, this is like maybe some people look at it as a step up from a vegan, uh, but uh, this is, again, preferable, and people, it takes years for people to get to this point. So they'll, they'll eat the raw food diet. People will eat uncooked foods. Now, uh, there's another, uh, another step, and this doesn't mean necessarily more evolved, but these are preferences and people that have been disciplined for a long time to do this. The next one is fruititarian. Now, fruititarian diet consists of only fruits and vegetables uh, botanically uh, classified as fruits such as, uh, and the botanically classified means like they may look like a vegetable, but uh, and people use them as vegetables or with vegetables, but they're actually technically technically classified as fruits such as tomatoes, eggplant, zucchini, avocados, seeds, and nuts. Okay, so that technically these are all fruits. So there are many more. There's other ways that people eat, but these are relatively um, the different kinds of vegetarians. And we have also the whole food plant-based uh, lifestyle. Now, what is that? That's the person that actually uh, cooks. They don't even go out. They, they usually do everything from home uh, it, for many reasons, like reducing the chance of contracting uh, some kind of bacteria or virus or something out there when you are uh, at risk when you're eating these fast foods and eating out. However, the whole food plant-based simply means that these are the foods that are not processed. So they're foods that we can get out of our garden, for instance, or you can get the uh, whole foods from the uh, farmer's market. Now, the farmer's market, you probably heard me hesitate there because the farmer's market, like everything else, you have to do your homework. Many of these people are at the farmer's market and they don't even have a farm. They're buying vegetables and fruits wholesale and then they go and buy a booth at, at a farmer's market and they sell you the food. Uh, they put their price on it and they sell you the food like they actually planted the food and they raised these crops. But in truth, they did not. So it's very important to to find out uh, uh, more about the way to see that. And I, I didn't finish with whole food plant-based, but some of the things that, uh, uh, reasons that people eat these whole plant 
uh, plant food uh, is because uh, a plant-based eating is just so wonderful today. It's really popular today, but some of the things about it, I mean, I cook things that you would not believe. They're so delicious. Oh, my goodness. With uh, all types of food, asparagus, okra even. I used to, oh, man, not okra. But when you learn how to prepare it correctly and season it correctly, it is full of wonderful uh, polyphenols, these nutrients in the plants uh, that uh, will uh, add to your your healthy body and to uh, improve your, your uh, health. And improving your health will help you to improve your uh, shall I say, your experiences. Um, a lot of people eat the no meat diet for a reason. One of my reason is that it keeps me healthy. It reduces the risk of, of diseases like heart disease and stroke. I've seen people with heart disease and stroke, uh, type 2 diabetes, obesity, certain cancers, and early death. See, once you eat the uh, uh, whole food plant-based diet, you can actually uh, decrease the chance of high blood pressure. You can reduce the risk of heart disease, and you can uh, reduce the risk of, of uh, uh, diabetes even. So, and this is by a great deal. I mean, it's not just but just a little bit, and I'm guessing. I mean, if you look at the statistics when it comes to blood pressure, there's a 55% chance less that you can uh, decrease a, a 55%, I should say more. There's a, you have a 55% chance of uh, reducing the uh, high blood pressure. Reducing the risk of heart disease, you can reduce that by 32%. And if you really want to lessen the, the risk for diabetes, there's a 78% chance, 78% less chance of you getting diabetes when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet. It, that's incredible by itself. So that's one of the reasons that people eat for all of the, the healthy reasons and the vitamins and the minerals and the fiber and getting rid of toxins. All of these are great reasons to eat the whole food plant-based uh, um, lifestyle, that, uh, that diet. Super important. Other people are concerned like with the planet, you know, um, people that are, are really... Uh, you know, concern with, uh, for instance, the, the the carbon footprint. You know how much uh, carbon uh, is is uh, uh, being created or produced by uh, a certain process. And the fastest way to reduce your carbon footprint is to switch to a plant-based diet. You know, it takes 1,850 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef 1850 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef versus 39 gallons for one pound of vegetables 
giving you time to think about that. If you eat one less burger a week and save the equivalent of 320 miles of carbon emissions, just by just eating, eat one less burger a week and we will save the equivalent of 320 miles of carbon emissions. Incredible, isn't it? Because raising cattle is actually using or producing a huger uh, or bigger uh, carbon footprint than all of the uh, different uh, cars that cause pollution, all the factories that cause pollution. Um, You know, it's just really incredible what you can do when you start thinking of a healthier way. There, there are over 20,000 edible plants in the world. So if you're telling me that, you know what, um, I, I just can't do it. I, I just, you know, there isn't enough stuff. What am I going to eat? Just some grass and some flowers? <laughs> you know, you've probably heard other people uh, say these different things. But when they learn that there is a potato, uh, malai, uh, uh, kofta, the, the potato malaya kofta is a, a dish uh, that has sautéed spinach and tom- tomato chutney in it. You have the uh, seitan pad thai, uh, which is very good with the charred green beans and Brussels sprouts. This is high in protein and is easy to make. These are things that's easy to make. You have a creamy miso risotto and the the... Um, um, creamy miso risotto is a very, very easy uh, to for you to. These are things you can look up to on your um, on your computer. Just look look these up. Just for the uh, for instance, the holiday. The holiday is coming up. Why not consider a butternut squash stuffed butternut squash? You know, because usually we turn you know stuffing the turkey or chicken or some kind of hen, but you can actually stuff your uh, squash and it tastes delicious. Then you have all types of Thanksgiving sandwiches that you can put together that has like the avocado and the slaw and the, uh, the different types of lettuces and, and sprinkle with different seeds and so forth and um, uh, the different types of salad dressing. You can have all of this with roasted uh, um, Brussels sprouts and have a real classic gravy that you can can make. you can do all the stuff and have fun. Uh, the roasted Brussels sprouts are very easy. You know you can just simply take some oyster mushrooms and some garlic kimchi butter. Oh my goodness, it's it's just uh, it goes on and on for dessert. Uh, one dessert like a cranberry citrus cake. That's a very good one. I love the pies. You can make those pies. I like your pumpkin pie and your um, uh, pie that you made, sweet potato pie. Uh, All of those things are just really, really wonderful. And you can keep the spirit by making your gravies and all of your different pies, your different desserts and snacks. You can keep all of these uh, um, without any, you can make all of these, they're delicious, they're 100% plant-based, and you can make the different snacks, the different soups, 
like like soup, for instance, even like creamy braised white bean soup and tortilla soup. Uh, uh, what else? You know, hot and sour soup. Um, you can make the, the uh, uh, take the squash. Squash, you can make so many things with. You can make your own gumbo. Uh, you can make your pumpkin walnut chili. You ever had the pumpkin walnut chili soup? Oh, it's so delicious with avocados and sour cream. And all of this, again, has no, um, no meat or no, I'm saying, like cream and all that. But these creams are made with vegetables. Uh, coconut oils, walnut oils, and so forth. You can make a creamy cauliflower potato soup, mm. a Thai coconut corn chowder, a coconut peanut soup, roasted broccoli uh, and beans, uh, a ciabatta, you know, uh, with, you know, the, the, different, the croutons, they have the croutons with this made without all that junk in it. Um, a spicy green soup you can make it with the uh, the, the lemon. Uh, they have the the the, the lemon uh, uh, flavors and it's just really good. Crispy tofu you can make it with lime chickpeas. I just had some uh, chickpeas just this past weekend. Delicious, very very good. So anyway. It goes on and on. I was reading from a list there. So some of the stuff I didn't even go over because they had some kind of French name or something there. But these are just things that you can use as as uh, helpers to make your um, selection of foods that you're going to eat during the holiday and everyday delicious. And you can just put them in categories of dinner and salad, snacks, your desserts, your appetizers. Your side dishes, soups, and and you can make like a vegetable bowls, the different bowls, you know, salad bowl, vegetable bowl, soup bowl, whatever. And these things really make for a very wonderful, wonderful um, way to trend, make the transition from where you are to eating healthier food. Now, make sure that you wash the vegetables. Make sure that you rinse the vegetables and. There's a difference. Most people rinse their vegetables. Keep in mind that there are thousands of people that touch this lettuce that you're picking up if it's not covered. And you don't know who touched it before they put the cover over it. So, <clears throat> pardon me. So the thing that you want to do is that you want to make sure that you wash it and use um, a vegan or a non-animal product. Don't use these soaps with the animal products in it. Make sure that you get a soap that uh, you can clean off, uh, uh, rinse off without that uh, the that poison or the part of that chemical staying with the food. You eat that over time. First time you probably won't feel anything, but you keep on eating, and then you finally get sick, and then later on you find out you got the heebie-jeebies from um, washing your dishes with these different types of dishwashing liquids that stay on. Uh, your bowls and your dishes and your forks and spoons and so forth and you know just something that you have to you don't have to but to become more and more aware of there are seven seven ways that animal protein is damaging to your health so if you're thinking I know you're thinking what about my protein you're talking about all of this um, 
um, you know, these vegetables and fruits and so forth. But animal protein doesn't have any fiber whatsoever. Unlike the, the plant protein, which comes packaged with fiber, uh, it comes with the antioxidants, it comes with phytonutrients. Animal protein comes with exactly none of this foregoing. And uh, uh, these foregoing, those things that I just mentioned, uh, when they don't have any fiber, they don't help to regulate your bowel movement. Therefore, you're holding on to uh, um, bowel movement that don't come through, that doesn't come through your body freely and regularly. And just to point this out, uh, these are the things without fiber. That's meat and eggs, poultry, dairy, fish, and all the other animal foods. They just don't come. They don't come with uh, what helps you to be healthier. As far as I'm concerned, these kind of foods are for emergencies and therefore people that struggle or have some kind of relationship with them from being prosecuted, uh, like slavery, uh, like uh, oppression, all these kinds of things, and uh, we need to rise above that. Now, many people in the effort to get enough protein tend to eat large amounts of animal foods, which displaces the plant foods that that have these important nutrients like fiber deficiencies are widespread the number one disease in um, uh, well the second to the number one disease because uh, lung cancer is number one but when it comes to cancer uh, colorectal cancer is number two so it's very important to have these fibers because when you don't have fiber and you're straining and you're uh, causing uh, uh, your digestive system to uh, function any way other than being healthy, you are open for all types of um, uh, cancers. And some of these uh, uh, cancers, you can, I'm going to say it in a positive way, you can help to decrease cancer risk by not eating uh, uh, those animal products and eating foods that are higher, higher in fiber, specifically uh, colon and and breast cancers. It's very important that you know that you can reduce those, and then you can also lower the risk of uh, ulcerative uh, cancer, Crohn's disease, constipation, diverticulitis. Uh, it goes on and on, but you need to take care of your digestive system. And you also can reduce the chance of stroke because now eating the fiber, remember fiber helps you to excrete and to control the high cholesterol along with the reduction of, of, of course, you know, heart disease. That's the number one killer still today. Now, animal protein and IGF-1 increase cancer risk. So if you're taking the either of these is really important for you to uh, um, find out why this this growth factor you take a human growth factor along with meat protein we've been taught this is how you get big this is how you and you know the hormones and all of that so the by the way the IGF means insulin like growth hormone. IGF-1, probably 
already heard that. Again, do your research, find out about it. But this hormone stimulates cell division and growth. Now, in both healthy cells and unhealthy cells, for this reason, having higher circulating levels of IGF-1 has been consistently associated with increased cancer risk, proliferation, and malignancy. Really important for you to understand that. So, it's by doing this, you will get a better idea, a better idea of, um, you know, what's happening when you eat uh, or give yourself permission to eat these certain things. Another thing about the animal protein and TMAO. Now, I'm going to go over this with you. I'm not going to get too scientific, but consuming animal protein also results in having higher circulating levels of what is called, I'm going to say this, break it up, trimethylamine. It's a trimethylamine. uh, That's T-M-A. And uh, the O stands for oxide. So that's what trimethylamine N oxide uh, TMAO. Now TMAO is, is a substance that <clears throat> injures the lining of our vessels and it creates inflammation and facilitates the formation of cholesterol plaques in our blood vessels. So you know the buildup in our blood vessels uh, of all this plaque, you know, and then it, it can't pass through the blood, builds up pressure there, and then we can easily have a stroke. And uh, that, of course, is highly prob- problematic uh, for cardiovascular health. Don't want to do that. TMAO is created by complex interactions involving our gut floral and the nutrients in the food that we eat. Now, gut flora, you probably heard people say microbiome and so forth. But when we eat animal foods, it alters our gut flora in such a way that it facilitates the creation of TMAO. So consuming animal foods result in higher TMAO levels then which is again damaging to our vessels even without that other all those other you know uh, uh, problematic aspects of animal foods this is an issue involving TMAO and that is according to the recent president of the American College of Cardiology and that's Dr. Kim A. Williams sufficient by itself for people to vigorously avoid animal foods. So just by avoiding animal foods, this is this is sufficient. This is enough reason for you to avoid animal foods because this particular ingredient here, this level of the trimethyl uh, trimethyl uh, trimethylamine in oxide. It's very important for us to understand that this will definitely cause the injury to our vessels and create inflammation and facilitates the formation of cholesterol plaque. So, wow, 
I really want you to enjoy this. And I think that you have. I think I've given you enough. I don't want to talk your head off. But I really, now that you know, uh, there nitrosamines, there's sulfur containing amino acids that uh, we could talk about. We can talk about the animal protein and the cholesterol. Uh, lean meats, um, uh, physiological studies. Uh, uh, we can talk about so many things that talk about protein adequacy, like, you know, how much do we need and all that. But know with uh, this subject, which is just the um, nutrition, the transition nutrition, that uh, what I've shared with you here today is super important. You can uh, listen to it again, give out the information. We're right on Spotify. Uh, you know, just all you have to do is search uh, for the Anchor uh, podcast and uh, the name of the show is Urgent with Dr. Farid Zarif, and uh, uh, you can at least have something that'll help you keep up on, stay current with, and enjoy as you improve your body and your loved one's body. This is Dr. Farid Zarif thanking you for joining us on Urgent, and remember, the closer you are to nature, the healthier you'll be.